Today's Vad was dedicated Leiluin Shema Tune Bat Mazal. Ezat Hashem in the Zechut and the Limura Torah and the Tzedakah the Neshama Shehav and Aliyah. Okay, so Rabbi Shol Salanter, he had an idea to develop something called Hatavuno. It was a publication, a monthly publication <coughs> that would have all the Gidolim in that time submit like Shtikl Torahs, Devret Torah, Mamorim. And in there he wanted to use that as a platform to uh, bring out his Shita of Musa, to bring awareness, to work on yourself and your Midas. So we've been learning uh, Maimur Lamed, that comes from the Tvuna and uh, Simon Choftes over here. It's all from that publication. Now, in that publication he wrote, in a couple of places, the importance of working on Midot in a person's youth, in a person's younger. Okay? Now exactly what youth is, is not clear when that expires. Um, definitely we have Part of the reason why youth is a good time to work on Midas is because the person is developing. So he's still more flexible to be able to work on himself. And this we know that the stages of development of a human being takes a long time. Like for example, one, one, uh, plateau or one Tkufa is like when a person's bar mitzvah, right? So we say he reaches a certain level of development, then now he can be chayav in Torah mitzvahs. Then there's another uh, stage in development, which is called ben eslim, when a guy's 20 years old, now he becomes a bar unchim. So it's another stage of his development. And we know also it says in Chazal that when a person's 30 years old, he begins learning. And at 40... After 10 years of learning, he's uh, worthy to become a Rebbe, to teach. So the Khatam Sofer explains, I once saw it, I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but I saw it in his Sefer, somewhere deep into the Barum, where he says over there that until 30 years old, a person's heart and his midas are still not developed. He still has a lot of attachment to Olam Hazer, and is is not mature enough to think and develop pure Torah thoughts. By the time he's working on himself until he's 30, so at 30 years old, he's already, his learning is more precise and more truthful. And then he learns for 10 years, then he's able to give it over. So the point is that you see that a person, is, a human being is still developing until he's 30. So that's for sure part of the youth process like that. Also explains that when a person is young, he has relatively calm life. He's not yet facing the real challenges of life. His tears are much less. So exactly when this tkupa is, we don't know exact, it doesn't say uh, uh, time. But a person has to know in his younger years is definitely the years which is very, very important for a person to work on his midas. Now, this is the 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 the, the, the nekuda because be'etzem, the years of real tests and real 
life, you'll call it, is when a person is getting older, and now he has to face the burden of panosa, he has to deal with people, he has to raise his children. When they start getting older, it's much more challenging. Right? Those years are the years of what Rabbi Yisrael Salanta refers to as the years that he is in the war itself. The years of youth, he calls the years of training. He makes an analogy, if you look at Simichov Tess, he makes an analogy regarding a soldier. Just like a soldier, you have to train him beforehand. Now the training beforehand is not real, it's only simulated. They try to mimic the battlefield a little bit, even though it's not the real thing. No matter how much you study and no matter how much you learn, it's not the real thing until you're there. The same thing even in business. You can take a business course as much as you like and you can have as much information, but at the end of the day, until you actually go out in the field and you actually experience what it is for real, it's not the real thing. All right? Everybody knows that. So like, there's like a statement in the Balai Musa, like you can learn a book about cows and everything about cows and agriculture and all these things about the farming system and the whole nine yards, but until you go there and smell what a cow smells like, you don't know how to take care of cows, right? So that's the point. Life is a uh, war ground, so to speak. He says, Kein halimud b'chokhmo milchemes kvishas hamidis la'atotam la'argilam b'derech ha'nechoyna Right? <clears throat> so even though the real challenges, so to speak, is later on in life, but just like by war, even though the real challenges of war is at the battlefield, but if one doesn't train himself before, then he won't be able to be a soldier, Bashat Smaisa. And Bashat Smaisa, you have to focus on fighting the war. You can't focus on training. It's impossible. So the years, the younger years of a person is the years that he has to focus on the training of the Midas because the real challenges come later on in life. So there's two mylism in, in the years of youth. One is the fact that you're developing, you're, you're not setting your ways 100%, so therefore you're able, you're more flexible to change. And secondly, uh, as far as time-wise, in Menuchas HaNefesh, you have the ability to work on yourself. So what you're really going through, what a person's really going through as a bocher or a young avrech, in those years, exactly when those years finish, we don't know, but first ten years of his marriage, so to speak. So you are facing certain challenges, because that you can't really work on your midas unless you have a practical place. It's not only something from a book. You have to actually, just like in the training for a war, you have to simulate the battlefield. So you have to have some type of training access to what you're working on. So the small, relatively small nesiyanus of your single years and your early avrech years is like a main 
what you're going to go through in real life. And therefore, you have to use your years. It's extremely important to use your, those years to, to <coughs> develop the foundations of your midas. It means the complete development of the midas is going to come through life. That's why we know that uh, halakha is if you encounter an elderly person. So Shailun Halach, exactly what age that is. 60, 70, whatever it is, right? You have to stand up for an older person. A Tamachacham, you have to stand up for him even if he's young. But a regular person, you don't stand up to him until he's old. Why do you stand up for him? Because life's experience and all that he went through in life developed a person. If he took the challenges of life in the right way, it develops him, so he has a certain chokhmah that life taught him. You can either have chokhmah if you can learn the Torah and work on yourself even at a younger age, or life itself is also a base medrash. The same Hashem who wrote the Torah, wrote the way the world runs and runs it according to the Torah. So you're living through life that develops a human being. So life develops a person. That's a very important thing to know. That the development of person is not only in the books. The development of person is experiences of life. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us certain experiences of life when we're younger. To develop the foundations, that's the proper growth process. To develop the foundations of what's necessary for real life. And it's important for young people to know that. That they are preparing themselves for real life. And there's certain changes that should be made when they're younger so they could work off that foundation when they're older. It doesn't mean that if somebody didn't work on his midas when he was younger that he's putter from working on his midas, but it's much more complex, it's much more difficult. Now, <clears throat> that is a little bit of part of the problem of the society we live in today is that the Eight Sahara robbed us away from us because used to be that, let's say, just let's take one example, right? So when me, Belly, when we were younger, there was no cell phones, correct? No such a thing. Forget about smartphones. There wasn't cell phones, period, okay? So now, and Bochum didn't have cash in their pocket the way Bochum have today. They had no access to make their own cash either. And on top of that, nobody had cars, we didn't have what kids today have, okay? So if let's say you went to yeshiva, I went to out-of-town yeshiva, so you had, let's say, 20 kids or 25 kids in your class, and you were stuck with these people, 100% stuck with them. Nothing you could do. This was your social uh, network, this was your people, you didn't have access to outside people, you didn't have a WhatsApp chat with your friends. You couldn't pick, hand pick the people that only think the way you think and only like what you like and only do the things that you like and then exclude everybody else. You didn't have the ability to what we call socially isolate yourself with yourself. Okay? And you had to live with people that were different. They think different. You have different midas than you, and you have to go through that pain. It's a painful experience to some degree of how to get along with people. Now that is a training ground for life. But if you have a cell phone, especially a smartphone, 
And now you can socially isolate with whoever you want. And if your roommate is a pain in the neck, you just put your earbuds in and go into your own world and not have to deal with anybody. You deal with yourself. You isolate with yourself and you have your own world. And you have a phone that is serving your will. <coughs> when you want it, how you want it. And shopping, you don't have to get it out of your bed. You see, we didn't even have a car and too much money. So it maybe you have to figure out how to get a hitch to a store and actually go through the process of having to get the stuff. So, so you weren't a consumer. At such a young age, you depended on your parents to, to be your consumer. Now you have to be your own consumer. And you have to, when you want something, you can get it on the spot. And every day they're developing uh, more and more methods how to get you what you want quickly. And your tithes are very big because you have access to see a lot of things. And they, ah, I want that. Ah, I need that. And then you start to get like that. And then a lot of kids start spending money more than their parents can afford to give it to them. Okay, no big deal. So I need money. So now I can make like an Amazon business on the side. I can do this. I have access to do things. Some people start gambling. But we've got to leave that for a second on the side. But the point is, what is happening is, instead of working on Almedes, it's making us more entrenched in ourselves. Not ready to change. And we cannot deal with the discomforts of life, of being confined and not having the abilities to do everything that I want. So by the time a guy is 17 years old, his parents are mechuyim to give him a car because he should be uncomfortable for 30 seconds. Like this, he could jump into his car whenever he wants and go wherever he wants so he's not confined to having to wait for a ride or something like that. Right? So everybody is wants to be totally and completely independent. And they don't have any dependency, and they don't have to break their will for anybody, and they don't have to tolerate the pain of their um, the will not being met ASAP. That's a very dangerous thing. Like the Chavis al says, <clears throat> he discusses a very philosophical point where the Gemara says that the Gemara says you cannot have Yisurim in this world without a sin. So the question is that we find that babies, babies for sure don't have a sin, right? We have babies, they go through a lot of pain. For example, teething pain, stomach pains, gas pains, acid reflux, ear infections, stuff like that. Kids are always getting sick and are in a lot of pain. So how do they have those Yisurim if they never sinned? And the Chavis al-Baba says that imagine somebody who experienced zero pain, zero discomfort until let's say they were 20 years old and then they spoke excessive amount of Lashon Hara and Hashem decided to give them some tooth infection. Right? If that would be the first time that you experienced pain, then you would die from the pain because you don't know how to bear <coughs> pain. So childhood pain is to help a child deal with pain later. They should learn how to bear pain. It's one of the cheshbains. So there is also emotional pain. There's also psychological pain, right, in life. 
So if you get miniature amounts of having to deal with people, going to school, and you have to put up with your class and, and, and the demands, the social demands of the classroom, of the school. So now kids can't deal with the social demands of schools and they want to, they want to check out of the system real quick because many kids didn't want to go back after Corona. They were used to living the, the free life, you know? So this is a big problem where childhood is being robbed from us, taken away from us. Because we need to go through those experiences of life to become a better person. And Bochum have to know that because you're going to get married. So you have to be prepared for that. Flexibility of what marriage is machayv a person and the midas that it require in a marriage. Right? So even if a Bochum is all set up, he has it all worked out. He has his car, he has his phone, he has his few dollars, he has his schedule, he sleeps home, he doesn't sleep in the dorm. Right? He has the comfort of his home. He doesn't have to put up with roommates. He can dip into society to use the social network around him when it's available to him. When it gets a pain in the neck, he backs out. Right? Those are very, very unhealthy things for humans. That's what Rabbi Sosalant is teaching us. You can't work on your midas unless you're going to face challenges. It's not just from a book. A book itself cannot teach you midas. Yeah, you have to learn the book to understand it, but then you have to practice a little bit. So practicing a little bit with not the best matzah, and not the best situation, and not the best roommates, and not the easiest thing, and all the discomforts of life is the way to practice to work on the midas. And the way young people are, but they're klau, is that they want to change the circumstance to make the circumstance better and better that they don't have to deal with challenges. Change my room, change this, change that, change that. They don't want to face any challenges whatsoever. That's not healthy. You have to deal with discomforts. You have to deal with things not going your way. It's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. And then you're going to see when you get married that I don't care how much research you do and how much dating you do and how many games you play on the game, uh, the, the dating game, which is another shows the machlas hanefesh of this uh, society. Now I can't talk to you. I can't have a conversation with you. I need a game to teach me how to have a conversation. We're messed up like that because everything is uh, texting. There's no AI on the date. So now you have to do it in real life by yourself. You know, it's a little complicated. So now they made a game to help you ask questions. And another reason why they play the dating game is because they want to know every single scenario possible that you can think of how this girl will react so life will be 100% predictable. Okay? So all the answers are wrong, by the way. <laughs> so now, HaKadosh Baruch made it on purpose that you're going to be different. You have to marry someone different. Besides the fact men and women are different, but every personality is different. Upbringing is different. A lot of things that are different. And there's a very important reason for that. You understand? I was giving a class, and one of the the people in the class asked me a question. Why can't you marry someone who's exactly like yourself? I said, why don't you marry yourself? Like, you know, you want to marry yourself? What's so interesting about marrying yourself? Right? You want to marry someone different because... That makes you a more greater person. Meaning, when you have your own personality, your milas, your chashoyness, the way you do things, the way you operate, the way you do, you know, approach, 
That's one, it's like being a carpenter and you only have a hammer. How are you going to be a carpenter and have only a hammer? You have to have a screwdriver and you have to have, there's a whole bunch of kelim you have to have. So when a human being is born, he's only born with a few kelim. That's it. When he gets married, he's incorporating more kelim into his, into his tool chest. He's going to bring kachisha into his tool chest. He's going to bring parts of his wife's personality and different things into the tool chest where he becomes a much bigger person. And also, it makes givulim on his own kachis. His own kachis is givulim. They have to have givulim, you know? So sometimes it's a very deep point because let's say a guy, he's the most masudah person you ever saw in your life. Okay, we have to go quick here. We're almost done. A person, let's say the guy is the most uh, masudah guy in the world. Like he is the example of the Musar Sefer. 100% masudah, masudah, masudah. And then he marries a wife who's a little bit more easygoing, chilled out, not so makbid on Seder and things like that, you know? And then he's telling his wife, look, it says Mefurish and the Muslim Sefer like me, and you're wrong, and you have to be Masud, etc., etc. But the fact of the matter is, if they both be as Masud as it says in the Muslim Sefer, probably the children will be crazy. Right? That means the balance is very important. So Hashem knows better than you. That the balance is the most important thing, which is necessary for healthy children. So, this is how it goes. But when you're not used to working outside of your own way, and the way you see it is your way is 100% right and everybody else's way is 100% wrong, which most young people think like that. You know, there's a statement called, a guy's not 100%. You ever heard that? They used to say that when I was young. Not 100%. The guy's not 100%. Who's curve 100%? Your curve 100%. I'm 100%. The guy's a little bit like this, he's not 100%. So when you get older in life, you'll see that that is very gray area of what's called 100%. So this braid kite, you have to start practicing the breit kite, which, and the open-mindedness that midas a that's youth. So it's very important that we make use of the young years to learn this and not to get sucked into the way of the oilam, the way of the belt, the way of society, which is taking that away. And that's why we're having problems in Shalom Bayez beyond. Okay, now today, if you want to get into a decent uh, marriage uh, counselor, you have to have pull, you know. If you go into the store, you'll see more self-help books on uh, on all these uh, problems of life. You know, why have everybody became dips? Everybody lost their minds. They don't know how to deal with things because their childhood is robbed from them. So you're lucky to be in yeshiva. At least you learn Musa, you learn Ashkafa, you learn how to work on yourself. You go into a dorm, you have to get along, you have demands of the yeshiva, you have to come on time, you have to do things that are uncomfortable. But that uncomfortability is the best thing for a human being. Okay, we have to stop here for today.